The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We welcome you to the service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily and sacrament are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. We commend to you the ministry of the chapel, both its programmatic offerings and its sermonic offerings found on our website. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel community simply by so signing the pew roster or by speaking with one of the clergy or by leaving a note in the collection plate. We encourage one another to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity, of tithing, of percentage giving. And we invite you to ponder just what form your ministry here will take among us in the coming weeks, Advent 2018. A dish to pass community luncheon follows worship downstairs, and all are warmly invited. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A lesson from Paul's first epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 25 with the Antiphon. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be merciful of mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast in faithfulness, for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. Glory to you, O Lord. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. 
Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day catch you unexpectedly, like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Begin, to begin, again today we begin again in the season of Advent, the first day in the new Christian liturgical year. We make a first beginning, that may be for you, or another beginning to continue again, that may be you. Years ago in the North Country, having a Sunday free, we invited a guest preacher to come and be with the congregation. And as you do on return, we asked how things went on Sunday. And the congregation was kind and gentle, and they said the service went fine, and the sermon was good. But after a while, you could see a little smile, and one finally admitted, well, there was this one moment in the service. He began the prayer and finished the pastoral morning prayer, and then he led into the Lord's Prayer, saying, now join with me in the prayer Jesus has taught us, long silence. Please join with me in saying the dominical prayer, long silence. Would you please join me in the Lord's Prayer, again silence. Finally, he looked up and said, folks, I don't remember how it starts. Could you get me going? Could you help me get started? It's interesting how the lacunae, the moments of intervention, the uh, unplanned accidents in liturgy tend to be those we most clearly remember. Could you help me get started? At Marsh Chapel over these years, by grace, you, the lay leadership, ministry teams of Marsh Chapel, have offered to this community and by radio and grace around the globe, so many ways to begin. So we have this communion service today, and we have the Lessons and Carols service on Friday evening at 6 o'clock, December 7th, the evening before, the trimming and lighting of the tree at 5 o'clock. Then next Sunday especially, Lessons and Carols on Sunday morning with our open house to follow. We trust and hope you will come. Later that afternoon, the Blue Christmas service, and then through the month, services on Sunday, the 16th and the 23rd and the 30th, and two services on Christmas Eve at 1 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. You have offered yourselves to those who want to make a beginning in the life of faith, and many, as has become your practice, will take a moment to invite a friend to come with you, to invite a neighbor to come with you, to invite a cousin to come with you, to invite a fellow worker or acquaintance to come with you, for someone who doesn't yet have what we enjoy, a church family to love and a a church home to receive. What a gift, blessing it is to invite someone to come with you. You've started out. You've helped others to get going. Likewise, and behind and underneath all of that, it is your generosity, Marsh Chapel, your giving, Marsh Chapel, that has built this set of offerings in Advent and Christmas. Your regular, steady, tithed and percentage giving, 52 weeks a year. Your support for the endowment, new endowment for ministry and music. Your giving to friends of music. Your reception and support of our newest 
ministry grants, and for some, especially in this season, a willingness to give into the unforeseen future to support the full endowment of the deanship of Marsh Chapel. You and others, those visible and those virtual in our community, have offered yourselves in these years to build a community of faith that allows a woman or a man to make a start, to begin. How do I begin the life of faith? How do I get started? Could you help me get started? Well, you are doing that in hospitality and in global outreach, in ministry and in music. It helps to begin each week, come Sunday, here, in service and scripture and sacrament, in the modeling of the faith by others in the pew with you, in meaning, belonging, and empowerment here in the community of faith. It helps to begin each day, as Luther did, with the recitation of forms, scripture, and prayers, creeds from the history of the church, so you might begin each morning, speaking of taking a start, reciting as he did the Decalogue, no other God, and so on, or the Lord's Prayer, our Father, and so on, or the Creed, I believe in, and so on. You might add the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and so on. You might add the Pauline 13, let love be genuine, and so on. Begin the full day in mind holding something by heart. There are some things you want to carry with you through the day, week, month, year, decade life. Almost five years ago, we celebrated here the life and faith and in memorial for the faithfulness of a Boston University alumnus of world renown, Dr. Ken Edelin. He was an African-American leader across the country and in medicine. Sanctuary was packed, following which someone I had known by video camera, Charlene Hunter-Galt, a journalist, a newscaster, a person involved in community life across the country, said, I want to speak to you about the Lord's Prayer, which you used. Find me at the collation. So over the meal, I found her, and she said, when I was 18 years old, I was the first African-American to integrate my alma mater, the University of Georgia. And there was consternation. I was threatened. I was stalked. I was hollered at, and I was frightened. The administrators told me, you probably should go home for a while. But I remembered my Baptist preacher dad and mom in ministry, I knew what they had given for me, so I went to my room alone, and I closed the blinds so no one could see me, and I turned down the lights, and I sat on the edge of the bed for that evening and night, and I repeated and recited the Lord's Prayer. the, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As those stones pelted that window, she was able to recall a word of faith. You need to carry some things with you to begin. To begin, you may want to do some reading, to read through the Gospel of Mark if you haven't done so this Advent. You may want to read C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, or my old teacher and mentor, N.T. Wright's modern version of that, Simply Christian, or some of the writings of the deans of Marsh Marsh Chapel, of Franklin Littell, or Howard Thurman, Robert Hamill, Robert Thornburg, Robert Cummings Neville, or the current dean. 
collections that will guide you to begin. How do I start? Sunday in worship, morning in prayer, regularly in reading. We begin each Lord's Day with the nourishment, the robust nourishment of the Holy Scripture. Jeremiah and David and Paul and Luke help us to start this day as we come to the Lord's table. So Jeremiah, the voice of the prophet from the Hebrew Scripture, wherein God is always and ever, the word used today, the God of promise, the God of the future, the God of hope. Yahweh I am that I am guiding the pilgrim journeying itinerant people of faith as God guides us to this day. Jeremiah preached four decades of unheeded sermons and was buried in an unmarked grave. But he is remembered for the courage he gave the people of Israel to move through the destruction in Babylon and to come forward with the promise, Judah will be saved, Jerusalem will be vouchsafed. Jeremiah helps us begin. The psalmist, legendarily David, though he didn't write all the psalms we know, guides us as well. Do, Do we listen each week to the rejoicing and the gladness and the words of the psalm. Today, most honestly, remember not the sins, the transgressions of my youth, but embrace me in thy chesed, thy steadfast love. Your singing, recitation, and response of the psalm helps us to begin. Paul of Tarsus writing to the Thessalonians, this is the earliest, speaking of starts, speaking of beginnings, the earliest document in the 27 of the New Testament, written in the year 50. We have other portions that may be earlier, but this is the first of the New Testament documents. And it begins and ends and includes in each chapter the reference to Yahweh, the God of promise, and the expectation, the coming of the Lord. So Paul here, that you may be prepared, that you may be, your hearts may be blameless in holiness at, here is his phrase, every chapter of all the five, the coming of the Lord. To be living on tiptoe, to be on the qui vive, alert and ready. Paul helps us to begin. And so Luke, you noticed this morning that we moved from St. Mark to St. Luke. We're listening now over the next 52 weeks to a later gospel, though in this section it's not unlike Mark 13, you recognize that the prediction is that there are some here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven. Not quite timely in accuracy, but accurate in a fuller sense for all time. For which is more difficult? To wait for an unforeseen, invisible end day way out there, sometime, somewhere, or to recognize, come Sunday and every day, that each day is our last. Today is your last day, until the one given perhaps tomorrow. Every one day, as Walter Rauschenbusch put it, is the eschaton, is the last day. Luke helps us to be alert. The scholars would say he moves from eschatology to ethics. Well, he inherited a Jewish apocalyptic right out of central casting. He uses it, but he turns at the end and encourages us to avoid dissipation and drunkenness. While Francis Willard in our back window would utterly agree, and we together can agree to let each day be the gift of one day, the last day. Luke helps us to begin. The scripture, Jeremiah, David, Paul, and Luke help us to begin. You know, this last 48 hours we've been remembering together the life and the courage, courages of our 41st president. You will have your own favorite memories, but two stand out in the shadow of in the illumination and brilliance of today's scripture. You remember that George H.W. Bush famously jumped out of an airplane with a parachute 
at age 90. Now, some of us wouldn't do that at age 9 or 19, 29, or any age. But there he did, free-falling and smiling together. That's the thing about faith. To begin, it always takes some kind of leap. That's why Kierkegaard spoke about the leap of faith. It takes a kind of courage. And we remember 41, floating free fall. It takes a leap. We also remember his inaugural speech. Just a little while before, by the way, he spoke at the graduation of Boston University some months a year following. And what did he say? He said, I have an aspiration for a country, a land, a people, a culture that is kinder and gentler, gentler and kinder. That leap of faith that is aspirational. Now you can overhear there, can't you? The echo of Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, it's not only the leaders of our country today and in the days gone by who speak to us, but today we turn, as the sermon concludes, to one of our future leaders. My friend Celie Johnson wrote in the devotions that Nick Rodriguez and others put together for the autumn, and Jessica Chica and her team will continue in Advent, a beautiful meditation about getting started, about beginning, about being at Wheelock College and coming to Boston University. And I was going to quote it in the sermon, but I thought, she'll be here. Let's have her read it so you can hear her voice. Saley? I received an email that would change everything for me. Wheelock College, as I had known for two years, was going to close effective June 1st, 2018, and that Wheelock would be merging with Boston University. As expected, I had a minor meltdown and lots of questions spinning in my head. I told my mom, essentially, I did not sign up for this. I am not going to Boston University. No way. I really considered transferring to Emmanuel College, which I had gotten into along with Wheelock. My mom eventually talked me out of it, even though I was still hesitant. Sophomore year flew by, and it got to the point where there was a lot of tension at Wheelock because people wanted answers. This was another transition because I had to transition into getting ready to essentially start my college career all over again. I finished sophomore year and went home determined to spend the summer preparing myself for the transition and the new school year. I returned to Boston ready for the challenge of a bigger school, more people, and tougher classes. I was also determined to get involved in some way at BU. However, the most important thing for me, I knew, was to find a church and a church family. Soon enough, I found my church and my church family at Marsh Chapel, got the internship of my dreams, and rushed Alpha Phi Omega, a co-ed fraternity focused on community service. Even though I knew that the transition would not be easy, I knew that the transition would be part of life, just as my mom told me growing up. Transitions themselves are not the issue, but how well you respond to their challenges. This quote has been one of our family sayings for years. Our lives prepare us for the transitions the future brings. Sometimes when we're going through the hardest transitions in our lives, such as when I had to let go of Wheelock and become part of a new community and part of something bigger than myself. I've always been told that how well you respond to change and transition says a lot, and I truly believe that's the truth. However, I believe that my faith has really played a role just as much in how I handle transitions and change. I have my God to thank for how well this experience has gone so far for me, and I know for a fact that I would not be where I am without my faith. I believe that before the semester, and I believe that now. You join me in giving her a hand. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sin and are in love and charity with your neighbor and intend to lead a new life, intend to make a new beginning, intend to begin, come, draw near in faith, and take this sacrament to your comfort. Amen.
Uh, please be seated. Good morning. My name is Nick Rodriguez, and I have the pleasure of serving here as ministry assistant. We welcome you once again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and hope you will take a moment to help us get to know you better so that we can uh, help uh, so that we can help you get to know one another better by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew. Following our service today, there will be an Advent party in addition to our community lunch. Come down to the Marsh Room for cookie decorating, crafts, fellowship, and fun. At 3 p.m. today, in the nave, there will be our annual Blue Christmas service. Even during the holidays, life's challenges continue. And this service provides space for processing these blue feelings during the cheer of this season. On Monday at 7.30 p.m., there will be religion on tap at the BU pub. Come by for food and conversation. Appetizers are on religious life. On Thursday at 5 p.m. in the nave, we'll be having our Christmas tree trimming. And this Friday at 6 p.m. and next Sunday at 11 a.m., we'll be having our lessons and carol service. Come by because, let's be real, what is the Christmas season without lessons and carols? For all other upcoming services and activities, we would encourage you to keep an eye to the Mars Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where we may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us in offering and sacrifice to God.
for the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets, prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations you scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation you put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree you fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send empty away your own son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel your presence with us He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the sun shall warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.